Welcome to Off Topic with Mike and JD. I'm still JD. And I'm still Mike. And welcome to the show. So, so today we're going to talk Zack Snyder's Justice League, or as everybody actually refers it, the Snyder Cut. And I can already hear the people ty typing in the comments, restore the Snyderverse. Yeah, just when you so, thought it was all over, it's, uh, it's still going. Alright. So, before we get into the actual film, just very briefly, we want to just get into a little backstory. So, the DCEU, you, what do you, of all the films leading up to, to the, the original Justice League, what's like your general opinion of them, Mike? Well, um... I genuinely enjoyed Man of Steel. Um, I like that a lot. Uh, I'm not general, just full disclosure, I'm not like a huge DC fan. Uh, I, I was more of, you know, a Spider-Man and Marvel uh, fan growing up. But, I mean, I do like the characters of Superman and Batman, and I did watch the old Justice League cartoon. So I enjoyed Man of Steel for what it was. I really liked the effects. I really liked the themes. I thought Man of Steel was really good. Um, Batman v Superman, I don't know, I thought it had some good ideas, but I was overall disappointed, I, I think. Uh, I saw, I did a weekend with my sister and saw it back to back with Civil War, so maybe that was like an unfair comparison. But, um, but yeah, I, I, I thought it was okay. I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. And then, oof, uh, Justice League was... Just rough. Uh, oh, I, I skipped Wonder Woman. Actually, Wonder Woman is my favorite uh, of the, the pre-Justice League DCEU movies. I thought that one was just a straight-up good movie. I, I enjoy all of that movie. So, my opinion, Man of Steel was mediocre. It was a weak starting point, in my opinion, but it, 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 it could like, it wasn't dead on arrival. You could have gone somewhere with it. Then Batman vs. Superman, just so many problems we could do a whole separate podcast with me just ranting how many problems there was but did not like it Wonder Woman was good oh no complaints I mean I don't see I think some people over exaggerate exactly how good it is like oh it's a perfect movie I'm like oh people say oh she get nominated for the Oscar I'm like it was a good movie was not that good but it's still a good movie overall and then like you said, uh, well, then there's also Disaster Suicide Squad, which, ugh. But then also the disaster of the original Justice League. Very few people liked it. I mean, it was pretty disastrous. You're right. Uh, and then now... Suicide Squad was so forgettable. Suicide Squad was so forgettable that I forgot about it. Yeah, Suicide Squad is terrible, but original uh, Justice League, terrible. And then... And now, the original Justice League was not Zack Snyder's fault, but I, my opinion, I didn't like the direction he had brought the the movies in to start with, and I felt he. And see, I personally just don't like Zack Snyder because I find him to be a very arrogant person. Like, like when people don't like his movies. He's like, oh, well, you just don't understand them. He's very bad at accepting criticism. Mm. Like, a fan compla complained about Batman using a gun. Valley complains. Now, instead of justify 
by in like a no, you know, in a normal way. He attacked. Oh, maybe you'll learn how the real world works when you move out of your mom's basement. There's something along those lines, and it's just like, no, like that's a valid complaint from fans of, of the series. Like, you can't just dismiss it like that. Like, I'm not saying you can't give a gun to Batman, but. You gotta expect there's gonna be blowback to it, and you gotta be ready to deal with that criticism. Right, I mean... In a professional I, way. Right, I think it Not was... like how a little kid would. You're right, in the same way, you know, a lot of fans pushed back against uh, Superman killing someone in Man of Steel. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't think that was, like, a inherently wrong choice as a filmmaker, but you, you know, you have to support that with the actual films you make. Well, I see someone pointed out online, and I agree with it, the him killing someone, the problem was, this is the first time we saw this version of Superman. It would be a much bigger deal if this was an established Superman. Like, like it was like, oh, wow, he had to do something so against who he is. Like, that would be interesting to explore. But this guy was a new character, so seeing him do that, it didn't have that impact. The whole impact of it was based on us already knowing who Superman is, which is kind of a weak thing to do as a filmmaker. See, I could have seen it the other way of, like, all right, he was kind of raised to be nonviolent, and, like, then he had to kill someone, and this is, like, basically... How he felt after killing somebody was what caused him to have the no-killing rule, as opposed to the other way around. Well, okay, see, that could have worked if they established that better in Batman for Superman, but they don't really... It's like... I, I can see what you're saying, that's what made him into Superman, that wasn't against being Superman. I get exactly what you're saying, but they, then they didn't really do that. Like, they didn't follow up on it in that direction. Right. I, I mean, I definitely agree with a lot of the people who said it would have been nice to have a Man of Steel 2. Like, I feel like Batman takes up all the oxygen in Batman vs. Superman uh, because you're introducing, like, a new Batman, but also a Batman that's already past his prime, and then you're also trying to continue the story of Superman, and it's just a lot to do, even without bringing in the Death of Superman stuff. So... Yeah, I feel like if we if we had to do way too much in Batman vs Superman. If we had gotten a true Man of Steel two, and maybe a standalone Batman, and then then had Batman vs Superman, I think maybe a lot of these issues could have been mitigated. But well, that's a, one of the big problems. DC rushed its film universe. They were trying to catch up to Marvel. They they rushed up. They rushed their film universe very much. Like they, and they, they didn't do the proper build up to it, and that is very clear in the movies that you're trying to for, set up all these spinoffs in this one film. Yeah, and we see this too with um, you know movies like Amazing Spider-Man Two. Um, you know, people trying to spin off every character rather than just kind of making a single film. I. The MCU made that mistake with one film, in my opinion, Iron Man 2, which is, like, widely considered one of the, their worst films. And they, but they learned from that. They did that with Iron Man 2, trying to set up 
a lot of future films are like, oh, yeah, people didn't like the heavy-handed setup. They like the subtle Nick Fury cameo at the end title type of setup. Yeah, and even that I would argue that, you know, while some of the more references in Iron Man 2 are more heavy-handed, I would still take Iron Man 2 over most of... And, and this isn't even just as a Marvel fan, just like as a film, I think Iron Man 2 is better than most of the DCEU movies. Yeah, without a doubt. I agree with that, yeah. But, but anyway, let's get on to what is Zack Snyder's Justice League. Like, now that we got to see it, the director's cut, the four-hour-long director's cut. Well, the first thing I want to say about it is I do kind of push back on this idea that, like, some fans kind of have this fictional notion that, you know, oh, like, you know, Justice League 1 was, like, completely, you know, or, you know, Josh we Justice League, as people call it. Uh, you know, it was nothing like Zack Snyder's vision, like, it was totally divorced from anything, and, you know, he has no bearing on it. And while, yes, obviously due to very tragic circumstances, you know, he had to step away, and Zack, uh, you know, it, his film was heavily changed, as we see from this version. But it's not like it's unrecognizable. It's not like a lot of the choices, a lot of the ideas and the... The, the visuals were exactly as they were. Um, it, yeah. You know, yeah, that's definitely something I noticed as well. I, I was expecting a completely different film, but it had the same plot. Like, the plot was exactly the same. Now, now there was a lot more in Zack Snyder's version. And, like, there was a lot more in it. There was differences, but it still... The plot was virtually identical yeah I think um, my two biggest praises of the Snyder Cut um, were basically Cyborg I think everything that Joss Whedon cut out of Justice League relating to Cyborg really did the film a disservice because Cyborg kind of holds the movie together with his story and being a sympathetic character and you know, we kind of see everything through his eyes and, like, his... Like, really, the Snyder Cut, it feels like it is Cyborg's movie. Like, him coming to terms with what happened to him and forgiving his father is, like, the entire arc of the movie. And when, see, you, when you take that out, it's just... Uh, oh, I'm here, too. Uh, you should probably move. <laughs> see, what I feel about that is I definitely feel I agree that he had he had no arc in the in the original cut. He had a very significant arc in the Zack Snyder cut. I still just didn't particularly care for the character though. Like one, I'm into admit I'm already biased to begin with because I don't feel Cyborg belongs in this movie. Like I don't like like it's a whole direction in DC in general to push Cyborg as a member of the Justice League. To me, he's always a, he's a Teen Titan, like, mm -hmm. like that's where he belongs. He doesn't belong in the Justice League. So first, so right off the bat, I would, if I was making a movie, he would not be in there. There, there's tons of other characters you could have gone with. But also, I just like like he definitely has a clear arc. But I just I don't know. I just found him so bold. Like, the, 
everything. He's so depressed. I felt about the movie. Found him. I did, I found him to be kind of a boring character. Like, say, at least he got something to do. Which, unlike in the original, he was just there. Yeah. He, I still just didn't particularly care for him. And I'm not also a fan of the visuals with him either. Like, he has that light on his forehead. I don't know. Like, he really has the glowing red eye. The light on his forehead seems so redundant, in my opinion. Also, he had he has weird body proportions. Like, the way his torso is, I don't know. I, didn't, I find it weird, and it's just so heavy CGI. Not particularly good CGI. That's that. He definitely had a lot to do. He definitely had an arc in this film, unlike an individual. I just still didn't particularly care for him. But that's just my opinion. I, it's undeniable, though, though, that he had an actual arc in this film, which is yeah. that's better than what you could say about the original. I'll, I'll agree with you that I, I don't really care for his weird, angular body. Um, I don't like the look of the character, but I think that's just a Zack Snyder thing. All of his, like, alien technology kind of looks like that. And so it was very much in line with everything else, but I didn't feel like it worked. Um, mm -hmm. He didn't feel like a cyborg so much as he felt like a Transformer. Um... I also just couldn't get over the scene where he's in... He, at one point, the character is, like, going into the internet. So like, he's, like, hacking an ATM, and he, like, moves his hand apart to, like, make money grow in, like, a, just a very literal sense. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know, I just found that funny. Um, but no, I, I do actually think, at least for me, the character's arc worked. I felt... I at least felt emotion for him. He was, he was the only character in the whole film where I felt anything. Like, I felt any type of emotion. Like, uh, I guess that's not actually true. I, I did like um, the stuff with uh, Henry Cavill and Amy Adams, but we'll get to that later. But but he was, to me, the father asking for forgiveness. That, that worked for me. And I also think that plays into the second thing I liked about the film, which was I actually understood the plot. <laughs> um... I literally, when I watched the first movie, I was falling asleep. Like, I, ha I had no idea, like, alright, I guess we're gonna resurrect Superman because mother boxes are weird and electricity is weird and we're just gonna throw everything in and it works. Like, the whole idea that the mother boxes are, like, built to resurrect things and re reshape matter and stuff, that's an important plot point that I don't know why they cut that out of the movie. <laughs> So I actually followed the whole movie, uh, so I liked that, um, and I also, I liked that Superman didn't single-handedly do everything, and the other Justice I mean, League members... I still did. I mean, he was a major player, like, they do a good job at explaining why he's the key, why it's he's the most powerful member of the Justice League, but literally in the, in the original cut... The just uh, the rest of the Justice League is like, all right, we're gonna go save this like Scandinavian family while you do everything else. Mm. Uh, but yeah, so now I want to talk about the biggest like I, I guess you could call it controversy, the four-hour length. Now, in his defense, I would say I will say it does not feel like four hours watching it. I, I will give it that. However, it is still way too long. Like, 
like because there was just so m many scenes where nothing happens and there are dozens of or not but, but there's a, a bunch of scenes that were redundant like they should oh uh what's what's the bad guy's name not dark side the he seven wolf mm -hmm. had a, they had him you know call them like three or four times it's like yeah it's fine for one or two scenes but they just like there was no need to do three or like i, I can't remember if it was three or four but whatever the number was there were way too many of it of it there like, there was uh there was two phone calls with the weird melty phone that no, there was at least three i thought well there was three but there was two that were identical like Two, oh, two, two, okay. two of the calls where literally the same information, like, I'm close to finding the mother boxes. Good, yeah. keep searching. I'll have my revenge. And I'm like, you, you just said that. You already, you already made that phone call. And so I think that was, like, just two alternate takes that just should not have both been used. Yeah. And I know this is considered Zack Snyder style, but it really dragged that movie. One... The overuse of slow motion. Now there Agreed. was times when it de the slow motion definitely worked, like when we first meet Flash. Yep. But then there's other times when, it, like, you just do it again. You just overuse slow motion. And then there's that other thing. He just does so many lingering shots, like pan unnecessary pans, like, like, a lot of it felt like he was trying to pad the running time. And it's like, why are you trying to pad the running time on a four-hour movie? <laughs> yeah. Like, the one scene where Aquaman is going into the ocean, they just sing to him. The one smells his sweater, like, what are you even doing here? <laughs> like, there was a lot of pointless scenes like that. I did find that scene rather, uh, rather unnecessary. Um, I don't know why they left that in. So there was an idea initially that this film would be um, released as a miniseries, and I actually, I actually like that idea a lot. Um, I feel like initially I was like, oh well, it's silly. Just release it as a movie. It was filmed as a movie. Release it as a movie. But the way it was like with these chapters and everything, I actually want to see a version where. You take Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman, the extended edition or whatever, the director's cut of that, and the Snyder cut. I think you could edit that into basically a Watchmen-style origin of the Justice League miniseries. Like a 10-episode miniseries. And I actually think that would work pretty well. Um, so that was my only criticism with that, like... I didn't mind the like the like the length didn't weigh on me. I wasn't like, oh my goodness, like when will this movie end? Like, it de I definitely felt the length. I think they could have definitely trimmed it down to a cool three hours if they had gotten rid of some of the slow mo and things like that. But, but I, I didn't feel the length was overbearing. See, the problem with making this into a mini series, my Pete, is that like. The first hour, in my opinion, I found the first hour to be kind of a snooze fest. So, it would be the, if you break it down into a miniseries, the parts would be so uneven. Like, like I said, I, I felt 
like the first hour of the film, especially like like one the first hour should only been half an hour, and it was just kind of boring. That. Mm-hmm. And now uh, the other thing, the guy actually goes to length. He is again. This is I know Snack Snyder style, but his obsession with these dream sequences. Yeah. Um. The the, the nightmare cut at the end. I was cringing. Like, like I, I enjoyed most of the movie to that point, but at that point I'm just like, oh my god, when is this is gonna end? Like, I was cringing at that point. Yeah, I mean. Um, I, I agree. I agree. I'm. I mean, I'm also not. It didn't help that I'm just really not a fan of Jared Leto's Joker, like, at all. I. God, it's it was just so a. Terrible. It's so just a, upsetting to me. So yeah, I dislike the the dream sequences, especially now that we know they're not heading anywhere. I did hear an interesting, like, fan theory that, like the original cut of the film was like the alternate reality that led to the nightmare and the Snyder cut is like the good ending. Um, but it doesn't really fit with the fact that it's put after the regular film. So yeah, yeah, I think you could cut out the dream sequences or, you know, at least it, you know, it maybe could have been redeemed if it was leading to an injustice movie. But now, especially now that we know it's not. Uh, or at the very least, cut it down. But it was just, like, it was so drag. Like, the final thing was just so, so, so dragged out. So unnecessary long. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was just cringe. Cringe. And there was this, like, it was like a lot of, oh, him. I guess in claims, oh, I'm setting up, up other movies, but things that just went nowhere. Like, M- Martian Manhunter being that film for absolutely no reason. I still don't get what he was trying to accomplish by disguising himself as Martha. That whole scene, I'm just like, wait, what was the point of that? Well, I think it had something to do with, like, getting... Uh, Lois Lane to be like active again because she was the key to like unlocking Superman but it was very unclear and I and I agree he was the super unnecessary character and especially it was just so awkward the way he just like shows up at Bruce Wayne's house and it's like hi I'm Martian Manhunter <laughs> allow me to introduce myself and you know Batman's just like okay Cool. Apparently, though, he actually, uh, Snyder actually wanted to do that with Green Lantern instead of Martian Manhunter in that final scene. But they're like, no. It's like, fine, I'll do Martian Manhunter. But it's like at that... But either way... Yeah, either way, you didn't include Green Lantern at all in the rest of the movie, so both of those scenes sound incredibly pointless. Yeah. It's like, where were you when we needed you ten minutes ago? <laughs> Like, oh, you're showing up now? It was just, yeah. It was just so pointless. And really, I, like I said, Martian Manhunter is a character I would have much preferred to see as a main character in the film over someone like Cyborg. I, but it's like, I'm just going to do him for nothing. I actually thought the first time that I watched 
um, the Snyder Cut. I thought briefly that there was no Martha Kent, and that, like, Superman's mom had just been Martha Kent under the entire time, which would have been way funnier than what actually happened. Yeah. And, and now I just had a thought that I forgot. I, oh, yeah. Oh, so, dark side. I was... I felt it was actually kind of... I didn't like how he appeared in that flashback. Because, first of all, introduced... We shouldn't have seen him to the very end of the movie, in my opinion. So that big reveal has been... Better. But also, I didn't just like the way he acted in that flashback. Like, he's not wearing a shirt. He's fighting like a brute. Like, that's not Darkseid. Like, Darkseid is like supposed to be this cla very classy villain. Like, he fights with his hair behind his back. Like, like fighting shirtless and just the, like the style he was fighting in that flashback. Like, that just felt very out of character for him. Right. I I didn't... I was, oh, sorry. No, go on. No, finish your thought. Well, I, was, I also didn't like how the Justice League killed Steppenwolf. I thought it would have been much cooler if they sent him back through the portal injured and Darkseid was just like, you failed me for the last time and vaporized it. Like, I, 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 I do. thought that would be more effective. Like, just a more elegant way to reveal Darkseid to the audience and not showing us him as this brute, which is not what the character was in the comics, and that's what makes Darkseid so interesting, is his elegance. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. It would have been more fitting way for him to go out if, if the Justice League had sent him back alive, and, you know, it was a failed me for the last time situation. Um, I didn't mind him in general being in the flashback. I do think that it was like, oh, it was trying to show you how hopeless and, like, Oh, once Darkseid shows up, like, you're all doomed, and, uh, you know, and, like, it took... But are you? They defeated him. <laughs> right, but it took, like, an army of gods, basically, last time to repel him. I, but I, I do think my biggest problem with, with the flashback sequence is the introduction of the anti-life equation. It's like, first of all, Zack Snyder, pick a MacGuffin. Either do the boxes or do the anti-life equation. You can't have both. Was like, was it just a sheer coincidence that that the Earth happened to have the anti-life equation on it? Um, yeah. And then how did they forget? Like his yeah, whole. It made no sense. It made no sense. His whole life, he spent looking for the anti-life equation. He finally finds it. Like, oh my goodness. And then he forgets where he put it. But not only did he forget where he put it, he left the mother boxes there. They find the mother boxes and they're like, they don't immediately, oh yeah, we found the mother boxes. So I mean, the anti-life planet is here. No, first, it takes them all that time. Like, oh wait, this is also that planet. Wait, really? The, the same planet from before is still the same planet from before? It's like, that made no sense to me. Yeah. Nothing in that made sense. He lost the planet, <laughs> and then left his stuff there, but then was surprised when his stuff was found on the same planet. Exactly. No, that... None of that made sense. None of that made sense. I just wish they had just either gone with just the mother boxes or just the anti-life equation. 
it's I. But yeah, it's, this was so stupid. But I like I said, I didn't mind the flashback conceptually. Like I thought it was really cool visuals. I loved seeing like the Green Lanterns and the old gods teaming up. I loved seeing like Ares was there and he was fighting. You know, um, no, it was a it, it was a cool to watch scene. I just felt it robbed us of the of what would have been a much better introduction to Darkseid if we didn't see him till the end of the film where Stephen Wolf goes in there injured and we see him for the first time and he's like you, you're useless to me or something and vaporizes him yeah like I, I would have much preferred that Darkseid wasn't there in person for that scene and it was just his army there yeah it was all we they could have saved the reveal yeah especially if that was the first time we ever saw his Omega Beams like I didn't like that we saw his Omega Beams used in that um like the nightmare sequence where he kills the entire Justice League. Well, which at least during that nightmare sequence, if I remember correctly, you could only barely see him. Mm-hmm. I remember that correctly, right? And I think kind of like he was slightly obscured, yeah, and by like smoke yeah. and stuff. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm fine with him having that. Like, oh, here's an obscure. Like, you can kind of see him appearance, but now here's where you. Oh, but you'll actually get to see. A good look of him until the very end. Yeah. I, said, I felt that would be much, just a much better scene, seeing him for the first time. No, I agree. I agree. But, yeah, and I mean, as much as improved, there's still, Steppenwolf is still a generic bad guy. Like, yeah, I, I mean, this, this, oh, he's a, he wants redemption? No, it's, it's really just generic, though. He's no more. He's no more thought out in this version than in the original. Yeah, I. I mean, I definitely thought he looked less silly. Like I liked his appearance slightly more, but yeah, I didn't find him particularly compelling. Um, like I said, he was definitely better. I definitely thought this was an improvement, but yeah, it still was just sort of a generic bad guy. I. I don't know. I thought it was an odd choice to make him the main villain of the first Justice League. Um, I don't know. In terms of um, another character I thought uh, wasn't really that much better was the Flash. I thought he was slightly improved by the ending, which I thought was very cool, how he like uses his powers in the climax to turn back time. I, I, I liked his, you know, speed, powers, how they were visualized. But he's still just the most annoying human being. And, like, I get it. I think they were trying to, like, basically have it so, like, oh, he, he you know, he thinks so fast that, like, his, his, you know, mouth can't keep up with his brain, which is why he's, like, you know, such a clumsy person. But I don't know. It just didn't work for me. I, I found him... Yeah, I'm happy they cut out the brunch. Whoa, what's brunch? I don't understand brunch, but I don't know. They just replaced it with him feeding do hot dogs to animals. Yeah, it was, and yeah, he was okay. I didn't particularly care for him one way or the other in either version. Yeah, and I, I mean. The time travel was nice, but it was also obvious. It was like, you see, when he brings by Superman, he 
bird time, you know, just by a little bit. So when they, they're about to lose, I'm like, oh, he's gonna, he's gonna have to revert time here. Yeah. No, it, it was definitely very telegraphed, but like I said, I, I didn't mind. I felt like it gave the character, like, a purpose. Um... Really, to me, the highlight of the film was just Superman, um, which is unfortunate because we don't get that much of him. Uh, but I liked, I liked the black suit. I liked. No, uh, but I, I do not li like the black suit because it was done for no reason. Like, I, I would be fine him wearing the black suit for the final battle. Then when they show him unbuttoning. He's back in the blue suit. I agree with that. I, I was very annoyed that I'm like, it was cool to see him like resurrect and he's in the black suit and like, but then when you do the classic scene, have him be in his regular Superman outfit again. And then it especially annoyed me though. They had him for the black suit in that, but then for the nightmare sequence, they had him back in the blue suit. I'm like, what the heck? Yeah. No, I, I agree. And, and also the classic back Black suit doesn't have a cape. Like, if a beam, if you want to do the black suit, do it right. Yeah, that. I mean, I don't know. I think. Yeah, that 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 part didn't bother me, but yeah, I agree. I agree that they should have had him back in the classic suit at the end. Yeah, I. It really just seemed like something they did just to do, which I feel like a lot of that movie was. Did just to do. See. I mean, speaking of did just to do, um, the bat tank at the end from the Dark Knight Returns, it's just like, yep, he's got a bat tank now. Why? I don't know. See, it, it's funny. When you look at the, the first cut of Justice League, that's a classic example of, oh, too much studio interference. When you look at the Zack Snyder's Justice League, you look at like that could have that could have used some studio interference. Right. Well, that, that's why I mean most films are a happy medium. Like, yeah. You know, most films do have studio notes. You know, um, but yeah, I think it was it was sort of the two extremes. You know, there's a Goldilocks exactly. in the middle of it where yeah, if you let. Zack Snyder just do anything he wants, he'll make Sucker Punch. But if you give him too many studio notes, then, you know, he'll make Batman vs. Superman or the original Justice League. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, it definitely would have done better with some studio interference. Because, like, they, they wouldn't have let it be four hours long. They would have made the necessary cuts. Like that. Because there's just so much, like, it's a, a lot of it just felt like he's trying to pad the one time. I'm like, why are you trying? I just made no sense to me. Padding the one time on, in a four-hour movie. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's unfortunate because I just really feel like Zack Snyder was just a poor fit for this entire universe. Without a doubt. Like, just, I mean, I actually don't dislike Zack Snyder as much as you do. I mean, like, I have heard that he's quite arrogant, but I, in terms of the films he makes, like, I like Watchmen. I thought he was a good fit for Watchmen, um, especially the director's cut. But this, I just felt like he was just completely in the wrong solar system to make this movie. Um, 
Which is why the two... These characters are dark, moody characters. Then, I mean, Batman is to a degree, but outside of him, these are supposed to be happy, upbeat characters. Right, well, that's the thing. It's like Batman is the brooding character, which is why he's such a juxtaposition to the other characters. Like, the reason that Batman and Superman are always, like, foils for each other is because, like, Batman is, like, you know, represents, like, the darkest part of humanity, whereas, like, Superman represents the hope. But instead, in this version, they both represent, like, <laughs> darkness to a degree. I think, like, yeah, I felt like don't have that balance. I felt like everybody on this team was Batman. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and I, I, I think part of it came from the initial hesitation, you know, there were some talks of Man of Steel being a continuation of The Dark Knight Returns, or The Dark Knight Arises. Uh, so I think I think there was some initial uncertainty of where this universe was going, and which I'm glad they didn't do that. Um, but yeah, I just I don't I don't dislike Zack Snyder, and, and Man of Steel, if it wasn't a Superman movie, would be like one of my favorite movies. But I just feel like he's not a good fit for these characters. So I'm glad that they're taking it in a different direction. I mean, man, uh, Shazam is my favorite DC movie by oh, is, a wide, awesome because wide margin. And it it's... It feels like a Marvel movie. Right. And that's... I don't mean that in a disparaging way. I, like No. That's how, sh that's how superhero movies should feel. Fun. It's, it's just a fun movie. I felt like it did justice to the character. Yeah. It was just great. <laughs> See... The Dark Knight trilogy was a great trilogy, but it was like the worst thing to happen for the future of of Warner Brothers of DC because they didn't realize why the Dark Knight worked. worked. Right. They're like, oh, well, people want these dark, gritty stuff. And it's like, that's how, no, it worked because you have a dark and gritty main character in Batman, and it was also worked because it was something different. But you can't just make everything dark and gritty. Like, it doesn't always work. And, like I said, Dark Knight Trilogy, great movie, great trilogy, ruined, ruined, the, is the whole, is the main reason why the DCEU didn't work, because they tried to be like it. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I, I wish, you know, like, I'm fine with serious superhero movies, and there is a way to do that and do it well. Like, you know, I think Wonder Woman is a great example of a movie that strikes a good balance. It's it is serious. It's a serious movie, but well, it the Winter Soldier. Right, so the Winter Soldier. Right, it's like it's a serious movie, but it is also bright and fun, and it feels like a comic book story because comic books can be dark, but in a yeah. s very specific way. It's not just everything desaturated. That that that's what kills me. Comic books, when you think of comic books, the first thing you think of is color, right? Color. Alex Ross paintings, like watercolor covers, like brilliant bright reds and greens, and Zack Snyder just desaturates everything. Yeah. So. It doesn't work. But, uh, like I said, overall, I, I can't complain too much. I am happy the Snyder Cut was released. I do think it is a better movie, like, 
if I had to rate the original Justice League, I would give it like a four. <laughs> I think this, you know, this definitely is a watchable movie. And if it was even just like maybe 40 minutes shorter, I would say it's like a, a you know, a seven or an eight. Like it, it's only just, it's just a little bit too long and it still has the baggage from the previous movies. But as a standalone work, it works. It's a, it's an actual movie. <laughs> Yeah, it it works, but like it's like and it's been said before, but I mean, you get gave him everything. You gave him the, all the length he wanted. You gave him complete control. You gave him millions of dollars for reshoots, and the best he could budget. Well, it works. Like I would say, you know, it's like a six, or like like you wanted to give a letter grade. It's a D plus. Hey, you didn't fail this time, but you're given all this stuff. Give it some of the best ca fictional characters in history. You give it billion dollars, complete control, and the best you can do is, well, I didn't fail. I feel that that says a lot. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, you know, it was sort of a lost cause in the sense that, you know, really, I feel similarly to Zack Snyder's Justice League as I do to Rise of Skywalker, although I like Rise of Skywalker a lot more. But it's the same idea that you there's only so much you can do. Like you have this, you're he, you know, you have a lot of momentum, and you can't just like suddenly change directions. So I I, I think I do have a little bit of sympathy for the fact that. Yes, he was given millions of dollars, and he did reshoot some scenes, but, like, this is a director's cut more so than a different movie. Um, yeah. Yes, but to be fair, it would, he had to deal with the momentum that he caused. Like, right, right. So, but that, like, Yes, he, he had a lot of bad momentum in the wrong direction, but that was because he caused all that momentum. Right, but I would say that's why I penalize, you know, I would I point the finger much more sternly at Batman v Superman. I think that's the much more misguided movie that really tanked the universe more so than Justice. Like Justice League was the explosion, the fallout that came from it. But by the time we had Batman v Superman and we did the Death of Superman story so early, like you were already there you were already dealing with a lot mm -hmm. alright I I don't want to go as long as Zack Snyder does so I think now is probably a good place to, to cut cut it what do you think I, I agree I agree I, I don't want to I don't want to be too negative so I'll I'll, um, I'll just say that um, I thought this this movie was an improvement um, you know if you if you didn't like the original. Uh, I'll say if you didn't like Batman versus Superman, you will not like this movie. But if you liked Batman versus Superman, but didn't like Justice League, you will be thrilled. And I don't want to restore the Snyderverse, but I'm happy they hashtag release the Snyder Cut so we can all move on with our lives. And cue the restore the Snyderverse comments. I'm waiting on you, trolls. All right. This has been Off Topic with Mike and JD. I think I'm JD. And I'm Mike. Bye.